0: Hello and welcome back to Watching Friends, this is Season 3, Episode 24, the one with the ultimate fighting championship. I'm Mark, and it's more about the way you concentrate your enthusiasm on my buttocks. Hi, I'm Ryan, and no boom boom before a big podcast. (laughs) Uh, I'm just going to put this up front, I am sick, I was sick in the previous episode, but I didn't tell you, but I'm sure you might have guessed, so apologies for spluttering and coughs and whatever else. Uh, I think most people are ill, it's the start of January. Yeah, we should
1: have had COVID proportions, there should be like a big plexiglass screen between us now, so I don't get your lurgy.
0: Well, I think, I, I think I'm think i not uh, contagious at this point. If I'm, I'm on next week, we know you are. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>, so, <laughs> uh, so yeah, apologies for that upfront, but uh, as I'm going to be doing most of the talking, uh, yeah, it's going to aggravate my voice a little bit more at times. So yeah, we're back. Yep. Um, I don't think there's been any Friends news since the last episode, so I think we can probably get straight into this one. Yeah i'm for it
1: other than me still trying to listen to matthew perry's audio book and it actively killing my mood every time i do
0: yeah yeah i ask you every week like if, if you listen to and finish the book yet because i want to do the podcast 10 minutes
1: feels like 45 minutes i've actively stopped trying to listen to it at the start of my day because i'll listen to it on the bus and i get to work and i'm like oh where is me where is the universe
0: well this is going to be an interesting topic i think uh for us to discuss and it's going to be on our patreon at patreon.com forward slash watching friends. So thank you very much to our current subscribers or supporters. We love you. Uh, you really help us to do this because we've got a big bill coming up soon to pay for our hosting for this podcast. So uh, any donations and stuff is appreciated there. It is. Basically, as I say every time, it, it, it literally does help us to do this. And I'm really looking forward to doing like our full length. And I think it's going to be many hours Yeah. based on like the, the previous version that we did, which was just like the very beginning of the book. And that was like 45 minutes. Yeah,
1: I'm going to attempt to clip bits of the book as well, the same yeah. way we do for the show in the regular episodes. Um, so
0: that's just like, I'm two and a bit chapters in,
1: and I've got like reams of bits I need
0: to clip out already. Because I, I quite like the book in certain ways, but I think you will find it quite depressing.
1: Yeah, it, it's mostly because it's... I read faster than I can listen, and...
0: Um, and, and your eyes are not spinning around. My eyes are
1: not spinning around. Um, but also because it's, it's it's Matthew Perry himself, there's a lot more emotion attached to what he's saying, both a in his voice and b. In, I'm hearing Matthew Perry's tell me the story of his like troubles, so it's much more impactful than me just kind of reading his raw data, being like, and then I went to rehab for the ninth time and tried to get yeah. my drugs. Like if I read it, I'm not necessarily getting the emotion, but when he says it, and it's this person that I've spent 20 years of my life watching and being entertained by, it, it
0: does take a lot more out of you emotionally than just reading it. Yeah, so I think it's going to be a very long episode. I'm looking forward to doing it when you finally finish when I get there. I mean, so- I've
1: got an airport flight coming up, so it'll probably be two hours. So I might, actually I might not, I don't know if I want to see my girlfriend for the first time in four months and being like,
0: hi, like Ross." <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, let's get straight into this episode then. So yeah, once again, we are back in Central Park, where else would we be? And Chandler is telling a joke, and Monica is about to tell some very exciting news based on the, uh, the end of the previous episode. Did you? What the big talk was about? Yes, uh, what happened with her and Pete. And uh, we are then interrupted by Billy Crystal and Robin Williams. It's a little
1: crowded. Do you mind if we sit? Yeah. Could you scooch? Oh, move, move over just a little okay. bit. Thank
0: you. Keep on scooching. So, guys, yeah. I'm go over there. Yeah. And, um, you know, why? A... Why is, What is wrong with me? What's the matter? Tim, I, I have a feeling yeah. I my wife is sleeping with in the colleges. How do you know? Well, you know, he's got access, you know? know? You know, it's a feeling you get, you know? Like when you go bowling and you know you're in somebody else's shoes? That's the one.
1: Mm. <laughs> hey. right, so, so you went to Pete's? <laughs>
0: what happened? Yeah. This is something, you know, I why hear. is this happening to me? Oh. I don't know, maybe it's my wound. Forget it. Your wound? It. Is that, is, it's not healed yet. Uh, you know, it, it's oozing, it's oozing. You <laughs> <It's oozing. laughs> the cream, it's any, Oh, there's a Thomas, this is going to be hard, but I wanted it to come from me and nobody else.
1: What is it, you think? It's me. I've been sleeping with your wife. So you're the gynecologist? Hey, I'm trying to have a private conversation right <laughs> <about> now. <you. laughs> oh, can I have
0: anything? Could you please uh, that you give me this thing, all right? You are all this thing, all right? Enough. And uh, you are no longer my friend. We are
1: finished. Nada, no more.
0: You are a bastard for doing that! Get away from me! So yeah, it's a bit of a weird opening. Best guests ever. Uh, now, for the fans that don't know, they weren't originally in the script, uh, but apparently they were nearby and the writers asked if they wanted to do a guest appearance. Then they ad-libbed this whole conversation, including like Joey, like he just like, Came in with his his line. Oh, nice. Um, and yeah, this this scene has always struck out to me as strange, and and now I know why. Fair. I mean, I'd be intrigued to see how
1: many takes of this were there. Like, are there just like fifty takes somewhere on, a, on a, in a can of just them
0: two riffing? Um, well, but, that's the thing with Robin Williams. Like, people said like they would have like four movies worth of stuff. Like, there's there's a clearly another cut of Aladdin because he recorded so much like content. They're like. We could like do it all over again with brand new jokes and stuff because he just would just constantly be on
1: if, if disney re-released every version i would watch every version yeah like sold i love Robin williams and billy crystal yeah
0: he's he's like billy crystal for for me is not someone i'm super familiar with uh, i think my
1: well the movie is most known for i guess depending on your age is either going to be when harry met sally mm. uh, maybe analyze that with, with de niro or monsters inc Okay. Yes. Because uh, he's the voice of Mike Wazowski. Yeah. Um, which he only—he was a Disney tangent for you. He only got because he passed on Toy Story, um, and was like, "No, I don't want to be in this. is going to be wish. Then saw Toy Story, and was like,
0: "Oh my god!" <laughs>
1: and then you just like hounded Pixar for years to to make him give him a role, and eventually they gave him Mike.
0: Oh, that's good. Um, but but Robin Williams, like, yeah, he's a classic, isn't
1: he? Yeah, he's he, one of those like actors and like comedians that he's just talent of a generation
0: well yeah because i i would have loved to have met him because he he feels like one of your dad's friends sort of thing mm-hmm. where you could meet him and he's just kind and caring and like like obviously a funny guy as well like there's, there's nothing bad about him and i remember in the early 2000s there was a bit of a downturn against him like in terms of films because uh, obviously like he did aladdin and that was kind of his breakout role i guess in some ways along with uh goodwill hunting and stuff like that and good morning vietnam and then in the early 2000s, he, he did a lot of weird films. Uh, so he did like One Hour Photo, which I watched a, a year or two ago. Phenomenal movie. I, I really like it. But when it came out, people were like, what is this? It's not a funny comedy. It's like weird psychological thriller thing. He was terrifying in it as well. Yeah, like, It was so creepy. Perfect. Because I, I even saw, I don't, I don't even know why I saw it, but there was a, an, an interview that he'd done years and years ago. Um, on TV, and he was basically saying, like, oh, you know, I'm never going to be this big Hollywood star because, you know, I don't pigeonhole myself. Oh, this was it. He was, he was going to be in um, a Howard the Duck movie. Okay. And I believe he was going to be Howard the Duck. Oh, would have been amazing. And th- there was reasons why he turned it down in the end. And he said, like, look, the reason I'm not a big Hollywood star is, like, I don't want to be just one thing like a lot of big stars at the time, they would be known as the action star or this other type of star. And he's like, no, I do whatever I want and whatever I enjoy. And there's different reasons why I enjoy working there, whether it's the people or the acting or the character or whatever. Um, but like, obviously he did get his moments, which is amazing because he is the, the man of a thousand faces and voices and all sorts. Like he yeah, like anyone.
1: the start of Mrs. Doubtfire where he's voicing yeah. all the
0: cartoons and he's just like, you know, he isn't the voice of those characters, but it, yeah, it's so good. So, but I, yeah, I find this strange and I guess because it is ad lib, like the whole story and what they're telling just doesn't fit into the friends world and the way the friends are reacting and the way there's, there's cross talk where they where Robin Williams and Billy Crystal are talking over the friends characters. That never really happens no. in TV shows ever generally. Like you always very clearly stop so you can understand what's happening. So I always thought it was weird, but like that's, that's quite an interesting story. Yeah. It's, it's my favorite guest spot out of all our friends. Yeah, it's, it's so different and weird and wonderful.
1: Yeah. I guess it's like the kind of the old rule of improv if you always say yes. So, you know, if, if you're given a premise, like, I guess there's, there's probably multiple takes of it, but, you know, I also love just the simple joke of, like, oh, I think my wife's going to have a just Why? Well, he's got access. <laughs> <Yes>. like, <laughs> yeah.
0: it's,
1: it's, that's a great joke, <laughs> yeah. just in general. And yeah. The fact that it was just randomly ad-libbed into the start of a friend's yeah. episode is just, just speaks to how good Robin and Billy are, I guess, at, at what they do.
0: We then get into our intro. So, we finally get around to Monica's news. Pete didn't ask her to marry him as we know from the previous episode. Instead, Pete is going to compete in the Ultimate Fighting Championship, also known as MMA now. Yep. Uh in the 90s, this became like a bit of a cultural hit mainly because it was pretty much anything goes and I rem- and I definitely remember like rumors from friends saying like oh, you know, you could use barbed wire and baseball bats and stuff like that and like you couldn't. Well, uh,
1: UFC and ECW kind of took off at a very similar time. Yes. But were very different things. ECW was professional wrestling that was very violent. ECW was like extreme championship wrestling and you would use like barbed wire baseball bats
0: and chairs and tables and all this kind of like
1: anything you could hurt somebody but it's you still would use.
0: wrestling but it was still wrestling where it's I don't want to say the word fake because I know it upsets wrestling fans. It's choreographed. Choreographed, yeah. Um, but like they would still get you know they would still get cuts and blood and bruises and stuff.
1: Yeah I mean some of the cuts would be legit some they'd like have a small blade in their like wristband and you'd like it's called blading you'd cut your forehead open and oh look he's bleeding dramatically from that yeah. chair shot. I mean I mean wrestling nowadays is you know we all know it's choreographed um I've done some I did a bit of wrestling training and there, there is no way to not make a body slam not hurt you can just do it so you're not injured.
0: Yes so everything you see in wrestling like that they are real moves they are landing on their backs and whatever. Yeah, but yeah, it's almost like stunt work in a way. Like, yes, you're going to get hurt, but how do you do it in a way where you don't get massively hurt?
1: Yeah, there's a reason certain moves in certain companies are banned. Like in the WWE, you can't do a power driver anymore hmm. because you're literally putting someone's head and neck between your legs and jumping. Like, they land funny, they're dead or paralyzed. So yeah, it's it is the competition is faked in the sense of the, the outcomes decided. But the athleticism involved shouldn't be discredited, in my opinion, because it's still a very difficult thing to do.
0: Whereas UFC was actually legit fighting and you had different martial artists against each other. So you might have like uh, a boxer against a judo. Yeah, in
1: the early days, it, was, it wasn't poorly regulated. It was just the rules were just fight. Um, now, there's all sorts of rules like downward hammer blows and elbows... Um, to the head like striking down with your elbow is banned you're not allowed to do that again it varies by country state competition federation I guess or like company
0: and I, and I guess the weights as well before you could just have anyone against anyone now it's you're, you know you're going to be a heavyweight this is a lightweight sort of thing
1: that I don't know it's what I was going to bring up later in the episode uh, with one of Pete's opponents okay. and they're just a complete golfing class between them but we'll get to that later on.
0: so yeah it was, it was an interesting time um, and yeah we'll touch on it a little bit later on in the episode uh, Joey putting his finger in Ross's mouth is just gross, though. Yeah, To demonstrate uh, what fish hooking is, it, one of the few rules <laughs> that you can't do. Uh, I always think of Joey having slightly sweaty palms, so that's not a
1: nice uh, taste. <laughs> <laughs> the past episode, you just had a random <laughs> extra bits of detail that yeah. make it worse.
0: Yeah, like, you know, people's fingers don't taste nice. Like, we've discussed this before. I mean, I have normal hands. I I, mean, I, I, bet, I bet it's not a nice taste, though. Like, what have you touched? You've touched like doors coming here and bikes and all sorts of stuff. And do you
1: want me to put my finger in your mouth? I don't really want
0: to do that. No, I don't you're want to <laughs> you do that either. <laughs> oh, I'm <laughs> ill when you're putting your finger in my mouth, it's bad for you. <laughs> you've got lurgy in there? Yeah. I don't want
1: to carry the lurgy around.
0: Uh, so, yeah. Uh, we then get a scene transition showing the World Trade Centers. Now, we know Chandler works in a skyscraper, but I wonder if he worked in the trade centers. Like, the. The reason I say is because we see that he worked in a uh, solo building in the past, which is you know, near the World Trade Centers and by Brooklyn Bridge. Um, but maybe it's just a scene transition, and I'm overthinking it. But you know, most scene transitions do link to where they're moving to next. So it seems a bit odd they focus on, on the World Trade Centers every time they go to his office now.
1: I guess, I mean, if it's close by, it's kind of hard not to focus on. Well... Especially it, to our eyes in 2023.
0: It's not, but previously they would always use this building to show, like, we're going to Chandler's office. And this hmm. time they've specifically put, like, the camera low down in front of the World Trade Centre so it takes up the whole screen. Fair. So, yeah, I, I do wonder, and, and I know I'm not the only one to ask this because so I did do a search. Oh, okay, fair. <laughs> a few people on Reddit asked the same thing. Good old Reddit. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, Chandler is in a meeting with his boss who's one of those typical bosses that probably earns a lot of money, but maybe isn't, I don't know, all that smart at their job. So like, he hears uh, Chandler's sarcastic remark, though, during the meeting. And frankly for Chandler, likes his humour and then gives him a slap on the arse. Shall we talk about this? No. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: again, it's one of these things where like, Chandler's annoyed by it and I'm like, fair enough. But I don't think it would bug me, but I would take it as Joey mentioned, or Ross mentioned, like, in that kind of sports jockey way. Yeah. Like, I played hockey, and you would just get, like, a whack on the butt with a stick. But, like, oh, you know, no shift, whack on the whack on the butt with a stick. It wasn't a, you know, I'm not like, oh, how inappropriate. I'd be like, oh, it's just a, just a sports thing. Like, there's no kind of sexual connotation
0: to it. Whereas I'd probably be more like Chandler, like, why are you touching my ass?
1: Yeah, I would imagine that people who, who do, like, a pat on the butt in that way... Aren't thinking I'm going to touch Mark's bottom now? Yeah. It's just like, yeah, carry on. It's just, it's just a thing. Yeah, whether or not it's appropriate it's entirely personal preference. But yeah,
0: yeah, and I think it's definitely a difference between like men and women as well. Like, I think it, for women, it's even more sensitive to touch them in that way. Certainly nowadays.
1: Yeah, I would say even then. Like, you wouldn't. I certainly would smack a guy on the butt in a sports jockey kind of like you're know, like, yeah, nice play, Mark, smack the yes. butt. Definitely wouldn't be like, oh. Great meeting point, lady. <laughs> Boom, touch the bum like no. Well, it
0: was seen as more acceptable back then to do that. That's bind-boggling, but yeah, yeah. I guess it was. So yeah, in, in my view, I'm, I'm with Charlie on this one. I think it's a bit strange and, and overstepping boundaries a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not a shy person at all, really. So if, well,
0: after, this, after another good episode, I'll, I'll give you a slap on the arse
1: then. Wait, wait, so, but if my boss did that and was like, you know, smack me on the butt, yeah. I'd be like, dude... I hit me on a butt, and would I would address it immediately. Yeah. There wouldn't be this like agonizing like conversation with you. But like my, my boss touched my bum. What I, do I, I need to do?
0: I think it's different. Bound- like you know, same way people touch you on the shoulder and stuff like that. Like, depends how comfortable you are with that.
1: Yeah, I had, I have worked at jobs where where men have been creepy. Um, I, I don't even think it's a men thing. I think it is just a personal boundaries thing. Well, there's someone I worked with once who who would, if they were helping a male member of staff out, would just be stood next to them. Anytime oh, they need, I hate people that are really close to me. Anytime. But it, would, it wouldn't be, like, uncomfortably close. They'd just be stood next to you. But say there was someone on a screen we all needed to look at. We'd both be stood, you know, if our bodies kind of angled towards the screen while we discussed whatever we need doing. But whenever that person would help uh, a woman out, they would be stood behind them, almost, like, leaning over the, like the top of them, and like, arms, not around their waist, but around their body in a sense uh. of, oh, I'll reach around you to touch the keyboard. That's type weird. Things. And every time, it'd be like, ugh. And in the end, we all ended up having a conversation about it and just being like, why'd you do that? It's gross. Like, It's clearly making them uncomfortable. You don't do that to me. And then it was just like, uh, uh, no. I, uh, and it's like, dude, whether you not noticed it or not, we've all seen you do it, quit it. Yep. Um, and then it, it mostly stopped, to be fair.
0: Well, that's good. Well, we're back at Monica's and Ross is getting reservations under the name Winona Ryder. Uh, I've heard people do this plenty of times and, of course, turn up at the restaurants and then the restaurant's been annoyed. It's not the celeb they thought it would be. Uh, but hey, it's... It's okay if you have that name of a famous person, right?
1: Which celebrity would you pick? It your fake reservation name.
0: Oh, no. Bruce Willis is a good name. It's got to be a name where it can be common enough where well, you could be that. So you're not going to be Idris Elba? No. No, <laughs> no. Well, they, they, they could tell from my voice instantly as well. Well, I mean, they don't think Ross is Winona Ryder, but... Well, he, it depends on how he's done it. He might have gone, Hi there, I'm calling on behalf of Winona Ryder. We would like to make a book in. Yeah, and if and I've heard it, people do it that way, and it's like that's the the wrong way to do it because yeah, they are going to be upset. But go, hi there, I want it to be for win owner Do you have any tables? Maybe get rid of it. I, don't know, I'm, I'm, I
1: need to pick a celebrity now and try this.
0: Okay, who are you going to pick? This Seth is Rogan. radio, Seth Rogen. <laughs> Seth Rogen. <laughs> 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 yeah, you, you have to pick a name that people were very familiar with. Yeah. I couldn't be like random, you know,
1: bloke off hockey. No, no, you no, no, exactly. Maybe I'll just pick hockey players. But I'd <laughs> like to book a table for Patrick
0: Elias. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> just carry on. Then Chandler hits Ross on the bat in celebration at the booking. Bit of a strange way to bring this up. Don't you think? It is, but it's also the best
1: way of bringing it up because <laughs> They're friends, so no one's going to be oh my God, what are you doing? In like a really angry sense. And at the same time, if you say, this happened at work and describe it, you're going to get like more of a logic response. Whereas when you do it, like when he does it to Ross, it's like, what well, it's Ross's most camp action ever, the way he yeah. like flips his arms to the side. Um, but yeah, you're going to get a genuine reaction of, oh my God, what are you doing? That's not appropriate. And then you have the conversation and go, oh, my boss did it. And then you get a more genuine response, I think, than rather just going, oh, so what? Guys slap butts all the
0: time, carry on. Because we then get Joey doing it, and he's pretending to be a jock, which is what you said. Yep. Um, And then we get um, the solution, which is not to let your boss get access to your butt. hide the butt. (laughs) Uh, But I love Joey's solution even better. All right, so Chandler, from now on, don't give your boss a chance to get you, you know? Just uh, don't turn your back to him.
1: (laughs) Yeah, or you can teach him a lesson. You know, what you could do is you could rub something that smells really bad on your butt, right? (laughs) And when he goes to smack you, his hand will smell.
0: (laughs) Now, what could you rub on your butt that would smell bad? So, yeah, what could you rub on your butt that would smell bad?
1: I I don't understand why they humour Joey sometimes. We've (laughs) we've spoken about this a lot, but, like, think about that logically, Joey. If his butt stinks, he stinks. (laughs) And then Jerry's obviously not put much thought into it. I just love the
0: stupidness of it. It's like, what? What could you put on your butt that would (laughs) somehow.
1: When when he said that, my brain went, what if I put drawing pins in my pants that were poking outwards of my butt? And then when he smacked my butt, he'd just stab his hand.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That was my solution. So there's you being like a porcupine with just little bits sticking (laughs) in That'd be quite dangerous. You get stuck to a chair then. I would. See, I'm just a stickers joke. Phoebs then asked Rachel if it's okay if she can uh, set her friend Bonnie up on a date with Ross. She's average, medium build and bald. Yep, she... uh, and Rachel thinks that is fine. She's happy with that. Mm-hmm. Just a plain person who's bald. No wise. Uh, I did like the way that she uh, then slapped Rachel's butt as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we then end up at the gym with Pete and Hoshi's trainer. Monica arrives and she's a bit worried about learning uh, what's going to actually happen at the, NFC, uh, the UFC, not NFC. UFC. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. At first, I think she's like, "Oh, that's a thing that happens," and then the boys have freaked her
1: out by being like, "It's so violent." Yeah, I know, yeah.
0: And then Monica wonders if uh, she can have a little workout of her own with Pete, uh, but no boom boom before the big fight. Yep. Oh, she's strict. <laughs> yep. Uh, I've heard like footballers are meant to do that as well. Yeah, I don't know how, how much the science is, is actually with it, to be well, fair. Well, you know, the boom-boom the is very physical, so you get tired, I guess. And you don't want to be tired for your football match the next day. But... I
1: mean, it's not like you're having boom-boom in the tunnel before you kick off. like You know what <laughs> no, I mean? Like, you know, yeah. I feel like,
0: you know, you'd be all right. Well, for you, it's only 10 <laughs> seconds. <laughs>
1: it's as long as my average It's, it's, shift at it's all. barely
0: <laughs> a boom, right? Uh, we'll move on for this topic. At Central Perk, uh, Rachel and uh, us—I guess—we get to meet Bonnie, who is blonde. She is blonde, attractive. She is, and has lots of hair. She does loads of hair, all over her head. Rachel is not happy. Where's Where's her bald woman?
1: I just, <laughs> I just love that in Rachel's mind. She's like Ross won't a fancy a bald person, and it's like I've seen plenty of women who've
0: had a shave head, and they look stunning. So yep. I
1: just find Rachel's idea odd, but
0: yeah, you have to have a, a style, I guess. Yep. Um, but yeah, he, he might that might be his thing. We don't know. I mean, he's never dated a bald girl. No. He might still be like, oh, it's not going to get in my face during Boom Boom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we then uh, are back at Chandler's office. The boss is back and Chandler takes his smacks. Uh, his co-workers are upset because Chandler's the favourite.
1: Yeah, he never gets, love. Like, of the other guys never get smacked
0: on the butt. Yeah. Like it's like, my wife has been saying, when are you going to get your smack? Like... Yeah. It's just
1: <laughs> weird. I wish I'd got a smack. I've got a kid going to Dartmouth in the fall. <laughs> yeah. and then it's just like, it's a weird thing to be jealous of. But, I mean, workplace jealousy happens, to be fair. It does.
0: And then we are at the UFC fight with Ross and Monica. Ross bought a huge-sized drink and popcorn because uh, he saved 30 cents and gets to keep the cup. It's the armoured fighting combo. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it did look pretty good, like... It looked huge.
1: It. I mean, I went. remember when the first time I went to America and to New York and was kind of disappointed in the portions. Like everyone, oh my God, the portions in America are insane. And I feel like that's true if you go to like mid-South America. Yeah. On the coasts, not so much. Um, but when I went to Madison Square Garden and watched the Rangers lose to the amazing New Jersey Devils, uh, I bought like the biggest Pepsi I could find. And it, it was absolutely ridiculous. Like it took like
0: two hands to hold on to. And I was like... <laughs> No one needs to drink this much Pepsi uh, ever. And and it was only 50 cents. Yeah. Like, well, that's the thing about America. Like, at least in the 90s, the, the culture was like, it's cheap and it's huge. And that, uh, to British people at least, was like, wow, that's amazing. Like, our stuff is small and expensive. Yeah, this wasn't cheap. It was like $12. Okay. But I was like, I'm in America. I'm at the
1: garden. I'm I need a drink, drink. For, f- for a few hours. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, this will last. <laughs> I'm having
0: the big drink. Uh, so yeah. And then Pete is versus Tank Abbott. Yep who's a real UFC heavyweight fighter. And professional wrestler. Yep. We at tie the two worlds that were mentioned together earlier. And uh, Pete looks kind of tiny next to this guy. And Pete is not a small guy. Like, he's much bigger than Chandler and Ross and all that. Yep. And yet, against Tank Abbott, he looks tiny. I really love the filming of this, where it's all, like, in hand it's just like a unique look for friends. Mm-hmm. I,
1: I mean, the way this fight happens, where Tank just picks up Pete and, like, pushes him into the, the fence of the octagon and then like runs off with him like that's not how fights actually happen in the no. UFC like that just dumb you would just get he would just be getting pummeled into a corner at this point
0: but but it, you know he picked up a a, a huge guy <laughs> like he's I couldn't pick you up charming <laughs> <laughs> well I, I'm glad you went for the the fat joke rather than the mark is weak joke <laughs> that's better. Um, but yeah it's just, it, it, to me
1: that looks silly and it kind of distracts from the scene for me like it's I know I'm like I guess, I, guess I can't nerd. really
0: show, show him being beaten to a pulp on, on screen
1: I just wouldn't have shown anything just had you know heard sounds and then cut to Monica and Ross being like oh ah, uh, and like you know like, like, yeah. like flinching because he just looks silly when like the way he picks him up and gently pushes him into the, the cage it yep. just looks silly to me I was like well that's not like that's not, that doesn't look like the results you see later
0: on basically so do you also want to talk a bit about Tank Abbott, as you mentioned him earlier?
1: Um, well, I only knew Tank Abbott as a professional wrestler. I didn't know
0: he was a UFC fighter. So he was UFC, um, was it? I can't remember exactly what it was. I saw it last night on the internet. He, I think he, he was in UFC and then he went into wrestling or maybe back to wrestling. And then he went back to UFC again? Yeah, I think he would have been UFC, then
1: wrestling, then back. Um, because when I watched this like initially... Um, I don't know if I knew who he was, but when we watched it again, I was like, oh, he was in WCW. And that's that's how right. I knew him from, and it wasn't until I looked into it because I was like, oh, who did he wrestle with? And I went down to BFO a WCW rabbit hole and then found out that he was actually a legitimate UFC fighter at the time. Um, I remember knowing there was a real fighter in the episode, but for some reason, my brain thought it was Chuck Liddell, not Tank Abbott.
0: Who's Chuck Liddell?
1: Another you know, UFC veteran.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I thought it was uh, Hoshi. I thought like, he was like the fighter just because... As a, as a bit of a, like um, a background actor, I guess, in a sense, he stands out quite a lot. Yeah, does he play Cassandra's dad in Wayne's World? I don't know. I should have looked really should. Yeah, you yeah. <laughs> this is why people say we don't know anything. Because <laughs> we go, I don't know. <laughs> Let's Google it. Um, yeah, no, he, he, he's scenes when they're, you know, in the gym. I was like, oh, he seems like someone there was just something about him. It's like, oh, maybe he's like been in Jackie Chan films or something like this. Um, so I initially thought that he might have been the actual fighter that was in this. But no, it's Tank Abbott.
1: The magic of podcasting and the wonderful pause button.
0: We have been sitting here for over four hours.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, his name is James Hong and he did play Cassandra's dad in Wayne's World 2. Uh, he played Jeff Wong, and it was released in 1993.
0: So we, we we could go to all the effort of editing this, and you'd be none the wiser, but we're not that smart. We're Joey's. Just editing's laborious. It, is, it does take a lot of time to edit.
1: Like, we already do this, do the notes, then record the episode. I'm like, nope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like little editing as possible, please. Yeah, there, there's a lot of effort that we put into this, and that's, you know, the bare minimum. <laughs> Yeah, if you know, if we if we weight trained the way we podcast effort, we'd be like Tank Abbott's size. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> we're the Tank Abbott's of podcasting. <laughs> yeah. This is where he's got a podcast now, and we have to have like a charity
0: fight, and we die. Well, back to the fight. Instantly, Tank has the upper hand, and we then cut to after the fight with a bruised and bloodied Pete. I, I was looking at his face quite a bit, and I was like, oh, I never noticed this. He actually has like multiple stitches across his forehead. Yeah, the big cut. Yeah, like. Absolutely huge. Uh, Monica thinks he's satisfied, though. Like you know, he's he's done his fight. He's done. He failed. On to the next thing. But he isn't satisfied, Ryan. He's not the ultimate fighting champion, and he isn't going to stop. He's not. And I'm entirely on his side. Are you? I am. I feel like there's plenty of times where yes, you shouldn't give up after the first attempt. Uh, being battered to a pulp. I think I might be like, I need to rethink this or do this a different way. There's two weird things about this. One is,
1: if we assume that this is set in a time when the UFC was like the wild, wild west of combat sports, fair enough. But it's very unrealistic, unless it was a kind of Mayweather versus random YouTuber gimmick fight, that you would get Tank Abbott, you know, high-ranking UFC fighter, fighting, never had a professional bout before in his life, billionaire. Like, unless that was marketed as the whole point of the, like, gimmick fight. A bit like the YouTubers right now. Yeah, you would. that would not happen. Like, he would be fighting someone of, like, equivalent experience or, you know, a lower-ranking person like a, like a younger person you would not be you would not like i would not step in the ring right now with anthony joshua i mean i wouldn't anyway even if i was a boxer i probably wouldn't <laughs> want to Anthony joshua but or tyson fury like it's not gonna happen
0: no
1: it's you'd be insane that's why i always hate these gimmicky fights because they're always there to put on a show whereas if tyson fury was getting like 10 million pounds he'd punch me once and i'd die yep. i'm not going 10 rounds with tyson fury like it's it's not happening so it's just it wouldn't happen well, yeah, you was going to mention, like, the, the weight classes, and I guess that's basically it, really. Yeah, like, he's just he's massively out of class. It'd be an unfair fight. It just, it just wouldn't be realistic.
0: Uh, we then head back to Monica's, and Ross has a little barbecue going out on the balcony there. Yep. Uh, as I get ready to watch the fight. Um, no, but it turns out he had a great date with Bonnie, and I really like the way uh, Phoebe's tries to put him off. Like, oh, so it was terrible then. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> um. And it also turns out that Trano had his butt slapped nine times. Nine times that day. Nine times. That's, that's good. That's a sore bottom. Uh, I just find it weird that they are watching the fight. And Monica's already back home. So I think this is filmed and then the fight happens later? I, I think, think this is maybe? another fight. So
1: there's the okay. initial fight that they go to. Because Ross is there too, isn't he? And yeah. then like he's not stopping. And then he has another fight, which...
0: Right, and then yeah. the
1: fight we see later on is his third fight.
0: Okay, that makes more sense. Which is also insane
1: because people don't fight that
0: frequently or that <laughs> quickly. Like, just not safe. Uh, we then go back to Chandler's office where Chandler is in with Doug. Um, his boss's office. Yep. Um, he's trying to be a bad employee now to avoid the butt slaps. Mm-hmm. Which is a weird phrase. But his boss doesn't care and admits to drink driving. <laughs> which is really, shouldn't be funny, but it's... <laughs> It makes me not, not like him a little bit though. Just the way he's just like casually like, oh yeah, I got pretty tinged last night too and I was driving down and couldn't see Yeah, the that, that bridge looked really small.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it's, at first, his boss comes across as like a bit boisterous and like a bit laddish and yes. you don't particularly dislike him. You just go, oh, he's a character. Like the kind of British phrase of you can get away with being a bit weird because yeah. people think it's eccentric and characterful. Um, but yeah, he means to drink driving. You're like, okay, well now you're putting people's lives at risk you and now you're a douchebag. Yeah, I don't like you. <laughs> yeah, don't like you anymore.
0: Uh, But now Chandler is being honest. He doesn't like the slaps.
1: Duck! Mm.
0: (laughs) I'm a little bit uncomfortable with the way that you express yourself. Oh, is it the swearing? I mean, is it the constant swearing? Because i got to tell you, if it is, well, you can just kiss my ass! (laughs) No, no, it's not about
1: the swearing. It's more about uh, the way that you uh, occasionally
0: concentrate your enthusiasm on my buttocks. That is a weird phrase as well. Concentrate your enthusiasm on my buttocks.
1: Yeah, it sounds like a, it sounds like a
0: Tory asking to buy a <laughs> prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, like, good, good for Chandler though. Like Sometimes you just got to say these things that you know awkward, especially when it's your boss and if you upset your boss, he might not want you around anymore.
1: Especially in America where they've got like zero employment law, where yeah. it's just like, you're fired
0: and then that's it, you're done. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, because especially if the boss likes you, you don't want to upset them if they do things that you don't like. Yeah, like, you know, oh, okay, I could be on to, I mean, it should never be,
1: but a lot of progression in workplaces is based on office politics. Yes. And if you're in the, like you said, in the boss's good books, why would you risk that? You might be like, well, should I just put up with it because I might get that promotion or big job yeah. or whatever? And, you know, it might be have having my butt slapped.
0: Well, we see this later on with uh, both Monica and Chandler when they play tennis with the boss and they have, have their fake laughs, their office laugh. Yep. Uh, I can't wait to do that. That'll be funny. Uh, and then we are outside with Rachel and Phoebes when Rach notices Ross and Bonnie in central Park, Phoebes tries her best to distract her but fails pretty badly going, oh, look, it's Anne. Still the the mind. Mind. They're all in they Teamwork, they're <laughs> working together. <laughs> I love Phoebe. It's great. Uh, Rachel is now getting pretty jealous. She's odd because she doesn't really want to be with Ross. Or does she? Right, oh yeah. Wow, oh,
1: it looks like Ross is breaking up with her. Oof, I hope he lets her down easy. Let's go. Come on, Phoebe, look at that. They are not breaking up, look at them. Okay, that's, you know what that is? That is a, That is a second date, that's what
0: that is. Look at that, she just put her hand on his thigh. Oh no, that really is nothing. She's very sexually aggressive. Oh, <laughs> Phoebe, this is all your fault. Now he loves her, he's gonna marry her, and this is all your fault. You said it was okay. You said she was bald. <laughs> Was, 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 was. Baby, okay, so we can't, we just can't let it happen, okay? We have to do something, but we have to break them up, okay? you Just go in there and like shave her head. You owe me one bold girl. <laughs> okay, first of all, breathe. Second of all, I don't get it. Aren't you the one that decided you didn't want to be with Ross? So, do you want to go first, Ryan, with uh, how Rachel's acting? Um.
1: she's obviously the last time we kind of saw rachel and ross in any kind of like romantic entanglement is the episode where ross doesn't go on the discovery channel to talk about dinosaurs to help her and they have this weird moment of like oh like clearly if, if one lent in for a kiss now something would happen yeah um it's not really been explored up until like this moment where she's suddenly jealous about the potential of them dating like at no point is she going oh i miss ross this is like the first we're hearing of it. So, like,
0: I'm happy for him to date a woman I know he won't be happy with. That's fine, but if it's a competition against me, then no, that's bad.
1: Yeah, like Russ can go on dates that I don't think will go anywhere, but if I might lose Russ out of it, that's suddenly a terrible situation. Yeah. Um, I guess she should just be honest with Russ about you know how she feels, but I guess she's almost got too much pride to do that. Like, no, I caused up the, I caused the force. I'm the person that ended this, and you know told Ross it was done forever, and now I don't want to backpedal.
0: She kind of wants what she can't have, but also, yeah, you're right, she she doesn't want to backpedal on how she feels. Yeah. So she basically wants her cake and to eat it. Yeah, I'll
1: be single, Ross be single.
0: No, I will date whoever I want to, and if that makes me happy, great. But Ross must stay single in case I want him back or...
1: Well, at this point, she's not like, dating them. Really she's just, she's just no. I guess, neutral, I guess. So it's not like she's... I don't think she's saying, like, Ross can't date someone, I can. I think it's just she... I guess, wants the weird stalemate situation to continue in, in case, but I guess maybe while she makes up her mind.
0: Like, I, I'm gra- I'm really glad that Phoebe calls her out, like, what do you want then? You didn't want to be with him. Yeah. Like, instead of being her usual, like, I don't know, non-confrontational way of just like, oh, but it's fine sort of thing. Like, it's, it's more annoying that Rachel is upset that, you know, she's not bald.
1: Uh, I mean, I guess it's one of those
0: things where... And she's touching his leg because she's sexually aggressive which is another weird phrase rachel may have been unsure how she felt
1: and then suddenly bonnie being gorgeous and funny and everything that ross might want has kind of confirmed to her how she feels like oh my god wait no i am gonna lose what i actually was still in love with mm. uh freak out um, but you are right phoebe does call her on it and he's being a good friend at this point she's just like well what do you want do you want ross to be miserable i find it funny that phoebe thinks that telling her mate that the attractive girl in there is sexually aggressive is going to somehow be reassuring. Because yeah. if, like, if Ross heard that, he'd be like, "Woohoo!" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's not going to be bothered. Um, but yeah, I, do, I kind of feel bad for Rachel. Um, but at the same
0: time, she's being very selfish. Well, I think that's a good time for a quick ad break.
1: Mark and I create this podcast in our own time. And we'd love to bring you more content. To do that, we need your support. Join the Watching Friends community at patreon.com forward slash watching friends. Our £5 tier, also available in dollars, will get you the ad-free version of the show, access to the exclusive content such as our episode all about James Michael Tyler, our top 10 rankings of everything from the best episodes to our favourite guest stars, and our exploration of all the weird and wonderful Friends merch, Friends Fest, and much more. And beginning at the end of January, Mark and I will delve into the fantastic spin-off series, Joey, only available to patrons. Help shape the future of our content with access to our Patreon polls. We're there for you. Be there for us and the rest of the Watching Friends community at patreon.com forward slash watching friends.
0: And we're back at Pete's gym. He is in plaster cast all over the top of his body. Yeah, which is some
1: very weird injuries he must have had to be in that much plaster, but...
0: Well, they, he says it so he doesn't move his spine and for someone who's not meant to move his spine, he's moving around an awful lot.
1: Yeah, at one point he's like, this is my circle of terror yeah. as he kind of rotates his abdomen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, probably shouldn't be doing that, Pete.
0: No. Uh, yeah, so, very awkward. Why his arms are in that location is awkward as well. Like, can't even get through doorways. Yeah. How he got, got in that room, I don't know. He's not getting out. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's definitely going to need someone to look he, his weird thing on his butt when he uh, needs some help. Yeah, well, he's not wiping, is he? No, he's not. Uh, as Monica says, he's insane. Uh, Monica is so concerned she can't watch him do this to himself. So can't be with him if he's going to carry on.
1: This is where I'm entirely on Pete's side and think Monica's been out of line and kind of selfish
0: it's a weird way to break up to I kind of get it she's like look I don't want you to hurt yourself and I don't want to watch you hurt yourself so I'm going to remove myself from the situation at the same time she's just like I'm gone maybe you should be there for him and if he is destroying himself then help him to not destroy himself
1: well I mean Pete says that if you're asking me to quit that's not something I can do and she knows Pete and surely she knows by now that that isn't something he's going to do um and as you said earlier, like you don't really care about this relationship. As, like a, as a viewer, you're like, yeah. whatever. And it almost feels like the, the writers didn't because they just kind of go, meh. Like, look at the, the drama we had over Richard. And they had a kind of an ag- a disagreement they couldn't see past, you know, wants like, kids, doesn't want kids. And they yeah. fundamentally broke up. That was engaged and interesting. A, because we all love Richard. And B, because it was something they actually developed and spent enough time with for you to actually understand each person's feelings in it. Whereas this is just... I wanna fight. I don't want you to fight. I don't like watching. I'm gonna break up then
0: and like for for him especially, you know, he spent all that time and effort and giving a you know million dollar checks and whatever. And then he just goes, But I wanna fight. Bye.
1: I I think in this example I'm I'm hundred percent on Pete's side. Because Pete is basically saying, I'm an adult, I'm choosing what I want to do, and I'm not gonna put that to one side for the sake of a woman I really care about, but she's the one that gives him the ultimatum and i'm stubborn. So if you ever give me an automaton, <laughs> even if the option is the like i will pick the option that is the opposite of what you want. Even if it's worse for me because who the hell are you to give me an automaton? Like I, it angers me.
0: At the same time i don't feel he what's the word? He he doesn't like have anything to give back. He's not like look i want to do this but i want to be with you. He doesn't ever say that. He's just like i want to be the ultimate fighting champion. And she's like but i'm going to leave if you want to do that. And he's like he doesn't even think about her, but he shouldn't. And, have and, and, to, and like. he doesn't compromise in any way. And I think in relationships you do need to compromise. Like both of them need to compromise a little bit. She needs to be like, "Look, he's going to do this. Fine, but they, he needs to be. She's going to leave if I do do this." I so mean, I'm, a he's had a lot of painkillers. Um, that's, that's, that's I think that. how they write it is like he's not altogether there, so he doesn't really know what he's agreeing to. But at the same time.
1: He doesn't have to compromise because he's he hasn't gone into this conversation willingly. It's been dropped on him after the whole thing's happened. There's zero, there's no conversation from Monica. The the situation is Monica doesn't want to watch Pete get beaten up because of how it makes her feel. Yes. which is fine. Like if you don't want to watch, don't watch. Don't go to the fights. Don't watch it on telly. You know, don't be involved in the training there's still the rest of Pete's life for you to to be engaged
0: with. In his plaster cast where he's sitting there and can't comprehend anything.
1: In this example it's in his plaster cast but you know there's still a whole, there's more to Pete than him being the UFC champion like there's a whole area of Pete's life that she's basically saying she doesn't care about because this one issue is too big for her and she goes in with the quit, it's me or the fight in basically and to me that's toxic like he's not a drug addict, he's not abusing anybody, he's He's just engaging in an activity that she doesn't like. Yeah. That is only harmful to him in a very temporary sense. He's probably not going to die in the ring. Let's face it. Um, they've been very dramatic with the injuries he's sustained from the free fights he's had in a week, yeah. which is daft. But I mean, like, what does she expect Pete's response to be? Given A, she already knows how stubborn he is. Look how stubborn he was about getting her on a date. Like, she yeah. knows he's not the kind of person that gives up easily. For whatever reason, she ended up being attracted to him. She was, but to me it's she's entirely in the wrong because she doesn't have to watch or support that to still be with him and the idea that she tries to manipulate him into quitting because it makes her uncomfortable whatever her motivation like oh it makes her uncomfortable because she loves him well okay well he's still doing what he loves so I, pl- I played ice hockey for a while and that's an aggressive sport but if my partner would turn around and said to me oh i can't watch you you know block slap shots because it upsets me too much i would be like don't come to games then I'm not going to stop doing something I like because you don't like it.
0: Yeah, but you might have compromised or talked about it further, right? Well,
1: I think if anyone needs to do that, it's Monica. Monica should have gone in with, Look, I know you really want to do this. This is how it makes me feel. Can we talk about that? Yes. And they probably would have got to the middle of, Okay, well, you know, I mean, to me, I guess Pete being overly generous would be, Okay, well, give me a year. Give me a year to try and smash that UFC. Yep. And if in a year I've not gotten any better and it's clear that I'm not going to succeed, I'll pack it in. But give me that year. Especially given that Pete's a billionaire. So it's not really going to impact the rest of his life. You're not going to be financially supporting him. He's not going to lose his job because he's a billionaire. So there's nothing stopping Pete just taking a year out of the business to focus on UFC yeah. and and trying to achieve it. And if after a year, you know, he doesn't do what you agreed, break up. If he does, fantastic. You don't need to break up. But the, the way she just goes in with zero compromise and the conversation is literally make your choice right now after you've been passed out, and now you're on pain pills. I feel like Monica's completely in the wrong, and it demonstrates how little she actually cares about Pete, even though she uses her care for him as her excuse. And I think it's probably the worst thing we see Monica do in all of Friends.
0: Well, that's a pretty powerful take.
1: Well, imagine if, like, your partner like, you know what, I'm sick of you and Ryan laughing about Friends on that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I'm sick of it, and I don't want to hear your silly jokes anymore, and if you keep doing that podcast, we're going to break up. Like, what you once would be don't listen to it More. then? Like, that's the only logical response you can have. So I mean, logical. the
0: podcast is not us hurting ourselves, though. But, yeah, I think, I think your point earlier was was right, where the writers, I, I wouldn't say they don't care, but I haven't cared about this relationship the whole time. I kind of enjoy watching the relationship, because, as I said in the previous episode, it's fun seeing Mr. Millionaire do millionaire things. It's a bit yeah. different. But ultimately, the relationship isn't exciting compared to any of the others... Well, just any of the relationships that have happened in Friends to this point, it's just kind of a bit dull. Like, you don't see them being together. They don't look right together. They don't do anything. And so when they do break up, it's just, it just
1: feels very limp. Well, she's done this before, like with Fun Bobby. Like, Fun Bobby's fun, but then when he's not drinking, he's boring. She pushed him to stop drinking. He stopped drinking. She left him. <laughs> and it's like, Monica's very, you know, has, it, has to be a history a track record of, of I don't like this. And she uses her concern for them as like her leverage almost. Like, yeah. but I love you, Fun Barbie slash Pete. I don't want this behavior. And it's like, well, it's their, their body behavior. And again, alcoholism is not the same as Pete wanting to be a fighter. And I think Monica is entirely in the wrong and needs to go have a strong word of herself.
0: I wonder what our audience thinks. So maybe they should uh, write to us at, at com or Twitter or Facebook. Watch Friends Pod. Yep. So Tell us what you think. Uh, so yeah, after all that, they break up. He tried so hard for her and gave her up just as quickly.
1: I d I don't think he gave her up. I think it's more of a She again, I mean Pete's from a business world. Like he's probably used to negotiating things. But Monica goes in so aggressively and so hard with this, it's me or the fighting that there's no actual conversation. It's just what well, there's your automatic and mean, Pete just goes, You're asking me to quit and like the way Pete handles it is quite good to be fair. It's like you're asking me to quit and you know that's something I can't do. Like I'm not the ultimate fine champion, I can't quit until I've got to that point and so Monica is I'm going then and he's like well that's all on Monica like she can't be upset because
0: she, she forced his hand well that is also the last time we ever see Pete again. It is unfortunately. Until Iron Man. Yep and then he's <laughs> all over the place. Yeah. Uh, so yeah Chandler is in another meeting and everyone is getting uh, their slapped butts for doing a great job. Ryan please don't slap my butt we do a terrible job on this podcast where would you like me to slap you? across the face (laughs) Uh, please don't touch me Ryan with your your sweaty hands and your your weird thing on your body I've got a weird thing (laughs) on my body (laughs) after the credits we see the guys and girls watching another UFC fight with Pete and he is not winning uh oh Bruza has Becker on the canvas and is going for his favourite area Oh! 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 Wait, if that's his favorite area, why is he being so mean to it? Yeah, this is ironic. Of your last two boyfriends, Richard didn't want to have kids, and from the looks of it, now Pete can't. That is such a burn. My joke. My joke. <laughs> Hit the button again, Mark. <laughs> My joke. My joke. Because mine is Phoebe's. Like, if that's his favorite area, why is he being so mean to it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah there's two. There's two parts to it. The the favorite area bit is funny. Like I love that word. I want to use that more often it's, just favorite <laughs> it's their favorite area, area. uh but, the, but ross just oh he's just like he just burns monica going you know richard didn't want to have kids and now pete can't like it's, how horrible is that
1: that's only a burn a sibling could get away yes. with i feel like if jerry Chandler or like one of the other girls had said that that i'd be like oh my god did you just really say that to me yep. but i feel like you to your, be your brother you said this close enough to you to be able to get away with that zinger and just be like Fair.
0: yeah like, I, I can't say anything back yeah, like, I damn. mean maybe there's a lesbian joke or something but you'd have to be so quick with it yeah just no definitely, definitely she's probably a bit upset not that she seems upset
1: she's just not watching the fight to be fair like Monica's breakup she's normally mopey in this one yeah. she's like no nah, done no hopefully she got some money or something I mean, I, I mean Monica, I'm in Monica Monica's in my naughty books for this this episode
0: well this, this episode to me it's not boring it's it's just really unremarkable I think same as last one I don't care about their relationship the fight and stuff kind of cool but ultimately I i don't think he's going to be an ultimate fighting champion
1: no I mean I, I don't think Pete's going to get what he wants but yeah. I mean if, I mean again Pete's life has toyed me he doesn't need to quit because eventually he got Monica you yeah. know he got to whatever it was like DOS 365 whatever it is um, and then he got Monica and he got his businesses and he got his million so from you know Pete's attitude and his lifestyle he probably I'm probably he doesn't see a reason to quit because he's no. achieved everything else he wants to and that was his logic of going into this like he's been successful in everything he's tried why wouldn't he try this yep. and she should have known that he wasn't going to give up after three attempts
0: and then we have a bit of uh emotional stuff with Rachel I kind of like that's coming back again and we've before I was annoyed that we'd have too much shoutiness and arguing and stuff, but it's been a few episodes where we haven't had any Ross Rachel stuff. And it coming back again, I'm like, okay, this is this is alright. I
1: think the Ross Rachel stuff is always more interesting when Rachel wants Ross. Yes. Because we spend so long with Ross pining for Rachel,
0: you're like, oh, get over it, man. Like or you just I'll just, oh, just do it, just ask her out.
1: Yeah, grab a spoon. Like oh. <laughs> you just you just get a bit frustrated, I guess. Whereas but because Rachel's, you know, the one that's normally being chased by whoever. Um, it's kind of nice to see Rachel on the other side of it and being yep. like, oh, I really love Ross." i will go to tell him then. Um, I mean, yeah, but nothing really follows out of this episode other than Bonnie. She's the only kind of thing in this episode that's really ever referenced again.
0: Yeah, so the, the Bonnie stuff, I think, pays off a lot better later because it comes on to one of my favourite episodes, mm-hmm. Weather at the Beach. Yep. Um, I can't wait to talk about that one. That's like a real highlight episode for me. Um, I can't even remember what else happens in this episode. We've been talking about it for like 50 minutes. And my mind is blank of what else happened because it's just not a remarkable episode at all. No, I mean,
1: Joey does nothing for the entire episode. Yep. Um, Apart from watching a bit of fighting.
0: Um, I mean, we have the the slapping with Chandler. Like, there's some funny lines and moments in it, but ultimately...
1: I mean, by the end of the episode, Chandler wants his butt-smacked. Yeah, it
0: is... It is just so light on content, I guess, in a way. Because yeah. it's just he's at the office, he gets his butt slapped, doesn't like it, likes it.
1: Yeah, like there are there are some episodes. Not that we, we publish our show notes, but there are some episodes where like the on a break episode where you've basically written a dissertation about the episode. Yes. And then there are some episodes similar to this one where you're just like I, like, you're, you're writing plot points essentially because there's not enough content there for you to flush anything out it is just kind of like, and then this happened because this happened it's like, well,
0: well you might have noticed the lack of clips, there was only five Yeah. because there was nothing funny to, to use I love me a long clip but, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there's, yeah, I don't know why I had a clip from this episode no, there, there was very little content and especially for the first half I was like oh god, I've only got one clip and I'm 12 minutes into the episode <laughs> 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 maybe I should go back and Add something, but I don't want to just add a clip in for the sake of it. I want it to to be funny or have relevance for for us to discuss it. Yeah. Um, so I think that brings us to the end of, uh, yes, another episode. It does. Uh, where else can we find your own? What else do you want to promote? Is there anything you want to promote? No. Oh. <laughs> i think
1: you should uh, check us out on patreon.com forward slash watching friends and join us there so you can hear us deep dive joey uh and there's also some super special episodes on there as well um this third episode uh, where we go into gunther and the actor and Jeff fucker and all the kind of the fun things there and the kind of our tribute to him i guess um there's also a trivia episode where my oh. knowledge gets tested um so,
0: the, the reviews <laughs> may be right they may be wrong we may know <laughs> everything we may know nothing or well you may know nothing
1: I will point out for my defense that I was uh, I was ambushed with those that trivia um. so,
0: so yeah, i I had a friend uh, who runs a quiz night uh, in Australia and he did a friend's quiz night and asked me to help so I, I got to ask one uh, questions via like a, a pre-recorded video but I uh, used his quiz questions to test Ryan on his knowledge. Some of the questions are very difficult. Very yep. out there um some are a little bit more obvious and yeah it was interesting to see uh what you came up with
1: yeah we actually talk about some like weird stuff to, that you wouldn't assume we'd talk about in a quiz but you know about how people consume content and how you how your experience of watching friends may differ considering when you watched it terrestrially going to streaming it or owning in yeah. a dvd so that's just some interesting stuff in there other than just me answering questions yeah um yeah but yeah and then obviously there'd be some more content coming up. Oh, I will get my revenge and Mark will actually have some trivia.
0: Oh, yeah, that, that episode would be the long lost one. <laughs> oh no, the file didn't <laughs> <Yeah>. save. <laughs> or I sound like Jess all of a sudden. It's <laughs> perfectly.
1: Yeah, yeah, we should have some guests coming on soon. Yeah. Definitely have to do some uh, Patreon-exclusive content
0: with some guests as well. well you can also find us at Watch Friends Pod on Twitter and Facebook if Twitter still exists by this point. Yep. Uh, our website, watchingfriends.com has a contact form or contact at watchingfriends.com, you know. Tell us uh, your opinions on this episode, or about us, or anything else Friends related, and we'll read it out.
1: Yeah, and as well as Friends based stuff, you can also find me at GameHype.co.uk for kind of gaming news and all of a nerdy
0: shenanigans. Yeah, if you don't get enough of that in a Friends podcast, yeah, you need everyone needs more nerd in their life. They do, and you can find me at Fuzzballs.co where I draw little cute animals with you know Friends style humour at times, put them on t shirts and mugs and. Plush toys have just been released, yep. which are also in retailers like HMV and Forbidden Planet and a bunch of others.
1: I still publicly claim that Ollie, the round, the obsessed bunny is based on me. Yes.
0: I know you're going to sue me when it becomes like the biggest brand in the world and you're going to go, this is based on me. Clearly, look, just look at it. Yeah. And one's a bunny and one, if I'd done a bear, maybe. <laughs> you... <laughs> I might remotely bear like. Because you're like hairy all over. So a so rabbit's. <laughs> not, not, not in the same way as you are if it was a bear <laughs> with blue eyes drinking tea I think we'd be halfway there and eating chicken I do eat chicken. chicken <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, so yeah you can find me there as well but thank you very much again for listening to this episode don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes tell us what you think of us uh, five stars preferably is always appreciated um, I know
1: I know the show we're talking about is in the 90s mark but iTunes it's not the 90s anymore okay what is it? It's Apple Podcasts
0: oh okay same o- thing
1: iTunes iTunes doesn't even exist anymore okay unless you've got a really old PC okay.
0: I, I, and you know there are other podcast places you can leave reviews but uh, such a small percentage of people find us on those yeah like, like Google Podcasts Spotify those places but you can leave us reviews there as well well are we on Spotify yeah so we're like, like a rival of Joe Rogan I wouldn't say a rival <laughs> we
1: should tweet him and be like Joe obviously we're top two podcasts on Spotify <laughs> let's
0: chat <laughs> Um, yeah, we, uh, I don't know, we do actually all right with listeners. We have, um, I don't know, we have a few thousand downloads every month now, which is pretty good going, I think. Yep. Um, I'm pretty proud of how many listeners we have. I know I always joke about having two listeners, but we have quite a few of you now. it's fun. Um, but yeah, so that's, there's loads of ways you can get in contact with us and actually be a part of the show and stuff. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode and we will see you again in a whole week's time. Cheerio. Goodbye.